0: Greetings everyone and welcome back to another episode of Plan B Success. We have Raj Subramayar with us today and Raj is an immigrant who came into the country, studied and then went down chasing the American dream and then somewhere along the line he figured out that uh, part of it was illusion, part of it was something that he needed to discover and more than just chase the conventional dream, he created his own dream and he's living it right now. Raj also has a book by name, Skyrocket Your Career, that we'll talk about in a minute as well. So welcome, Raj. Hey,
1: I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. My pleasure. So in your own words, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: So I'm originally from the southern part of uh, India. I uh, grew up in a place called Chennai. And for those of you're listening or viewing, just to give you some context. So Chennai is like one of the five major cities uh, in India, which kind of uh, fuels into the economy. You have Bangalore, Kolkata, New Delhi, Mumbai, and then you have Chennai as well, right? So that's where I grew up. And uh, I'm the younger of the two kids. And I grew up in a high performing family academically. My dad was like Uh, super smart like since he was born he studied in scholarships then my brother is a genius he has like three masters and a phd (laughs) and then there i was the average raj couldn't do well in academics but i had a lot of other interests right so growing up throughout my childhood i constantly constantly kept comparing myself with my brother my dad and other overachievers around me and uh you may relate to this uh growing up in an asian family you're pretty much given three choices right a doctor a lawyer (laughs) or engineer and then you pick one and then go with it so i chose the engineering path and i've been an engineer uh since my childhood right but the point here is um yeah i wasn't academically gifted or uh i wasn't like high performing compared to other folks around me so Constantly comparing myself to them uh, ended up me feeling disappointed because I can never, I could never live up to people's expectations. And um, I constantly, constantly also ask questions about things that I didn't understand. And where I come from, you generally don't ask questions. You just follow things as it is and don't challenge the status quo. And if you do that, then you get reprimanded for it. So all these feelings, all these experiences combined uh, made me feel like an outcast. I was like in a shell. Uh, I had this fear of rejection uh, and uh, fear of public speaking, fear of being judged. And this kind of continued till my uh, second year of my undergrad uh, and that's when it happened. So I had this trigger event. I still remember this, uh, I was in my uh, study room Uh, and then my chest started hurting. I thought I was actually getting a heart attack, but now I know it was like a a severe panic attack. And uh, my body was shaking, my hands were trembling, and then I was profusely sweating. And then I could feel all these emotions inside me, which had bottled up for 20 years. All of a sudden started shifting from my chest towards my head. And then for two hours, I sat there sobbing because, came to a realization that throughout my childhood, I was uh, living a life for other people. I was letting other people's opinions be my reality. And when I had this epiphany that, man, I wasted so much time not focusing on myself and instead doing what what other people wanted me to do, that's when this uh, whole transformational journey began, right? That's the the day when I declared power over my life. I said, you know what? I matter, I'm good enough. I can carve my own identity. I can strive for greatness, right? That's when I decided to take control. And since then, I have uh, been through so many experiences, uh, both good and bad. I learned so much uh, in my career in IT specifically. And I use those experiences to actually help people in the tech industry as well, right? So, in a nutshell, this whole my um, upbringing and this whole transformational journey helped me change my life from a shy, introverted kid earning a minimum salary into an international keynote speaker, best selling author, and tech career strategies helping people find jobs and become successful leaders in the industry and running a six-figure business as well so that's kind of a whole nutshell of why I'm doing what I'm doing right now and how my life changed Uh, and yeah I came to the United States as an immigrant as you mentioned in uh, 2008 and since then yeah it's been a crazy ride but glad to be doing what I'm doing today right now.
0: Awesome. So Raj, let's break it down, right? So, one of the things that you, that I read about you was, you know, that you applied for so many jobs as an immigrant, right? So, and and everyone who's an immigrant will identify with how big a hassle it is, because now you're on a visa, and right. you got you got to find a company that accepts um, this whole visa situation and is ready to sponsor you, and then work with you as a part of that. So that immediately limits the number of jobs that you can apply
1: right but then right. you
0: still have to apply and and you mentioned somewhere that about 1200 1300 uh applications went out to find that one job that's right. uh, that's absolutely frustrating um you know knowing that you you're in this uh, you're in this minority that, that's got to get a job so how was that and how many times did you have to ride that uh, that particular wave
1: great question so as you said when i uh I still remember this vividly. I came into the US on August 31st, 2008 and the recession started September 7th, 2008. So Lehman Brothers, for all the young folks who are watching or listening, you not have heard of them, but they were one of the biggest financial firms in the world and they became bankrupt overnight. And that was one of the landmark moments which kind of triggered the whole recession as well. And yeah, so I came a week before the recession actually started. And finding jobs was really hard because as you said, a lot of people do not realize that immigrants need like work permits. They need so many different things for companies to hire them. A lot of people do not realize those experiences which immigrants have to go through. And me being in the middle of this recession, I was kind of left with two choices, right? Option one was, go back with half of my international students who were in my master's program or the second option was do whatever it takes and see what you could do with your life because I had student loans I was pretty much broke and for me it kind of I didn't have any option also and I thought you know what screw this I'm going to do whatever it takes right and that's when, from the beginning of 2009 till the end of 2009, I applied for 1,293 jobs because I kept track of all these jobs in an Excel sheet. And I got four callbacks from it. And then I converted one job. And that too was not a full time job, but it was an internship because no one was ready to hire full time immigrants because of the work permit. But... I worked my ass off for six months to prove to them that I was capable of uh, doing really great work. And then I converted that into a full-time job. And coming back to the question, I had to go through a lot of experiences like this again and again, because as an immigrant, you will be surprised, like, what are the different things you have to go through when you're least unexpected, right? Because in 2008, I had a story. Then in 2011, um, yeah, if you're interested, I could share that story as well Yeah, absolutely here. uh, in 2011, for example, uh, one of my biggest fears till 2011 was uh, public speaking. I used to stutter when I was in meetings, when I was put on the spot. Uh, I didn't have confidence talking to people, delivering the message. And this kind of haunted me throughout my life till 2011. And then I see this email it says, come join us at the software conference at, in Seattle. It's going to be great, blah, 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 right? Usually, I immediately delete it and then move on with my life. But that moment in 2011, I kept looking at this email for some reason because there was something inside me telling me that, you know what? Throughout your life, one of your biggest fears was public speaking. And then every, once in two days, you constantly kept getting reminded about it. What better way than actually attending this conference, right? There was some calling inside me to take action. So I had to push myself out of my comfort zone and I spent $3,000 on my own money when I didn't have money by swiping a credit card to go to this conference in Seattle. And at that point of time, I was in Cleveland, Ohio. And there I felt more safe and secure because, uh, I didn't know anyone at the conference. So people are not going to judge me, number one. Number two is I started sitting on these uh, sessions uh, given by different speakers. And then I saw some good speakers, which was awesome, but I also saw some bad speakers. And frankly, seeing those bad speakers, I had another epiphany moment where I thought, you know what? What other better way than actually becoming a speaker to get rid of the fear of public speaking, right? Because once I started seeing these bad speakers, I thought, you know what, even I could give it a shot because I thought all speakers have to have everything perfect to give a conference talk, but then uh, the other not so good speakers gave me the confidence and took out a long story short. So I networked with all these speakers and then figured out how to write a proposal, how to prepare for it. And then in 2012, I started speaking in small, small meetup groups because it, there was much more smaller crowd. And then in 2013, after seven months and 23 trial runs, I gave my first conference talk, and it was a huge hit. And fast forwarding to 2021, I'm an international keynote speaker. I've spoken at hundred plus conferences. Uh, literally just in 2020 alone, I spoke at 25 conferences and I did five keynotes. The moral of the story and the reason I'm sharing these stories is as immigrants, you are gonna face different adversities. You're gonna have different uh, moments of realization to turn your life, right? And during those moments, you have to think about two things. One is you always have to look to push yourself out of the comfort zone. And that's when great things happen. And this time and again, I've realized over all these experiences, right? And the second thing is you need to shift your mindset from a place of scarcity to abundance. So instead of living in fear, write down those fears and start tackling them one by one. And literally that's what I did to make the transformation. So um, yeah, so as immigrants, we had to go through a lot of uh, experiences, but we we have the power to convert the adversities uh, into opportunities. And then uh, you just have to be open receiving all these things right and try to make a change so
0: absolutely so you know let's go back to the time when you talked about you know the realization that you had and then you had to let go of all the baggage from right. your childhood to that point in time where you had that realization that i gotta let go and then i gotta come out of it obviously that was a journey it didn't happen overnight and yeah you- you would have probably even had some dark phases, tr- struggles, et cetera, before you were able to re-chisel yourself to the new you. Can you walk us through some of the high points and the low points of that journey?
1: Yeah, again, okay, another great question. So when I decided to change my life during my second year of my undergrad, I knew there were two main things I wanted to change about me, right? One was... I wanted to get rid rid of that fear of speaking and then getting out of my comfort zone and then uh, making new friends, right? Second thing was I wanted to find what my purpose was and then try to be on a quest to find what brings me joy, right? So those were the two things I wanted to change. So for the first thing to get rid of the fear of uh, speaking, fear of rejection, I started, again, as I was saying, pushing myself out of my comfort zone, where I started taking part-time jobs, um, because in part-time jobs, you're forced to interact with people you don't know, and it taught me a lot of things, Uh, networking skills, money skills, uh, behavioral skills, uh, all the soft skills you can think about. And I inserted myself into uncomfortable situations wantedly, so that I can learn and The key is experimentation, doing small, 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 small experiments and try to see which one you relate to, which one is working, which was not, which is not, because our life is a huge experiment and we just have to be constantly be experimenting with small, small things. So the key things which led me to big moments was this constant experimentation. And uh, I've been doing that since what? 2004, five timeframe, right? So that is one thing. The next thing was to find what my passion is. And for that, I started realizing that people give you different labels around you. People say, okay, you're really good at this. Oh, you're really bad at this. Oh, you're a great speaker. Oh, you're a bad speaker. Oh, you're good at sports. Oh, you're going to think, oh, you have great attitude. They have all these labels. And the problem with most of us is we take these labels to heart and attach it to ourselves. And we we let that define who we are, right? And I had this realization that, um, yeah, always there's gonna be people labeling you one way or the other, but you choose how you wanna label yourself. So I started filtering out the noise and the negativity, which was coming from like around me. And I just wanted to focus on things which I thought interest me, which I thought is something which uh, which I want to work on. So when I entered, um, I, when I started my career in IT, I started saying yes to every opportunity that came my way because I just wanted to figure out what my passion is, right? Mm-hmm. And through that journey, I started seeing different aspects of me in terms of speaking, in terms of coaching, in terms of uh, productivity, how to manage my time. So I learned a lot of stuff by saying yes to a lot of things. And because of doing all these things, I was rated a star performer in six out of my seven companies. I've exponentially increased my salary by over 150% in the past 12 years, which is crazy. And I use these strategies to let people know that you don't have to be born smart. It's about how you show up and what you do that defines you, right? So the positive things are all these accolades, fame, money, the experimentation. Coming to my lows, one thing we need to realize, and it's funny, as we both know, as entrepreneurs, in all these books we read, right? People have to fight through adversities and they became get all the fame and money, but then they still feel there's a hole, there's a big hole they have to fill. And I had the similar kind of realization in terms of my lows. So although I was was saying yes to everything and I was was, uh, a rock star, the point was I was overworking myself. So um, my mind was saying, dude, you really need to stop. But, but I was pushing my physical body to keep doing again and again and again different things. And a byproduct of doing that was what happened in mid-2018. So this was June of 2018. Until then, I always was the star performer, right? And uh, I had to get fame, credibility, and money. And that, that was my whole focus and goal. And I was super successful at it, as I was saying. But then... On June of 2018, something happened. And that was probably one of my lowest points in my life as well. So it was past midnight, get up from my bed, then go to the bathroom. And then within a minute of entering the bathroom, suddenly things started blacking, like darkening around me. And then I just blacked out. And I fell down, hit my head against the bathtub bruised myself and I was unconscious laying there uh, for a period of time. My wife notices that I I wasn't back for 25 minutes and she said, what the heck was happening? So she just got curious. And then she came to the bathroom and then she sees me butt naked, lying on the floor, unconscious. And then she started screaming and then put water on my face. And then luckily I regained consciousness. But then I tell her, honey, I'm not able to move. She's telling me to move, but I said I'm not able to move. So literally she actually dragged my body out of the bathroom and then laid my back against the wall and um, to cut a long story short, I had to be taken to the ER and then I was diagnosed with severe dehydration exhaustion and then uh, the doctor said that I had severe burnout because for the pa- for 10 years, I was pushing myself so hard that I forgot to pay attention to my health and mind and also lost focus on why I'm doing what I'm doing. Because before this incident, my whole goal was getting all the credibility, fame, money. That's because of my childhood trauma where I was constantly being ignored. And I made a vow to myself that when I enter the IT industry, no one ever is going to ignore me, right? And all those things happen, but I ended up in the ER. And as I was sitting there, as I was lying down, I was really high as well because they had anesthesia. I had this realization saying, wow, what am I doing here, Raj? How did I end up like this? And uh, that's when I started thinking about life from a different perspective, right? So I come back home and then... I started getting into this mindfulness space. Then I started thinking about prospecting my entire life. I started saying no after a long time in my life to things which do not, which does not bring me joy, which does not give me happiness. And I started viewing the world through a different lens, a lens of gratitude and forgiveness, right? And that's when I really actually started my second phase of my life where I thought I should do something meaningful that impacts people. So I decided I left my really high paying job. Like I got, I was getting paid really, really high, but I left that and then started my own coaching business where uh, I could help people in the tech industry to change their careers, transform their lives, right? And after seeing the joy and the impact I was making in their lives and how they transformed, that actually made me love my life better, love my job better. And every day when I wake up in the morning, I knew that I was impacting someone, I was making the world a better place. So the highs were all the fame, credibility and money and the lows were, there was the lows as well because I was chasing the wrong dream and the wrong, and I was not in the right mindset. But once I shifted to serving people, that's when change happens. So for anyone out there who wanna start get into entrepreneurship, who could relate to some of these experiences uh, which I just shared, you just have to keep asking yourself, what's your why? Why are you doing what you're doing, right? Constantly keep trying to answer that question so that you stay focused because in this world of social media and artificial uh, artificial wins, where on Instagram they have this ferrar They have, they take pictures on their Ferrari and then they've made it big. They don't talk about what they did to get to that stage, or we don't know whether they're bankrupt and still posting pictures on Instagram. So never believe things as it is. You have to make your own judgment um, because everyone is going through different journeys, right? So you have to be focused on why you're doing what you're doing, no matter what the world tells you. But yeah, those, that's kind of the whole, uh, uh, highlight of some of my highs and lows uh mm-hmm. throughout my life
0: and when did you write your book skyrocket your career
1: i did that last year actually uh that was also an interesting story because uh as we were talking before the podcast uh one of my um uh business is speaking right so overall i do speaking writing and coaching and for pr- From a coaching standpoint, I help people find their dream job and become successful leaders in the tech industry. From a writing standpoint, I write for various tech magazines and publications. And finally, I also do speaking, where I speak at a lot of conferences, and companies hire me uh, at their private events to talk talk about various topics like motivation, leadership, career advancement, AI, right? So... In 2020, 2020 was going to be my year. I I had 25 conferences, five keynotes, i was going to impact people on such a large stage, thousands of people, and then COVID happened. Half of the conference canceled on me, or they became virtual. And every talk keynote, no matter what I did, was like this, like me talking to you on a screen, doesn't matter because I couldn't see thousands of heads on the other side. And it changed the game of speaking for me. So the whole business standpoint, from from it, the speaking business standpoint, even the revenue wasn't there and I couldn't impact people. So I was thinking about, okay, this is the time I need to pivot. I need to pivot, do something different because I know I want to impact people. I know my speaking chapter is closed for 2020, almost closed. So what do I do? That's when... I started doing free coaching for people on LinkedIn who had lost jobs because of COVID. They reached out to me saying, hey, could you, I have an interview coming up. Could you just give me some strategies? Can you look at my resume? I I think I helped about 30 people just in the month of April, uh, in the month of March of 2020. And then I thought, you know what? I need to share all these strategies on a much larger scale because Half of the people who contacted me either got jobs, or either had a rock solid resume and got more interview calls. So th- I could see the impact it, w- it was making my teaching. I should put all these strategies in a book, and it should re- and that could reach people. So I wrote, started writing the book April of 2020. I wrote the entire book in the first 30, 35 days, actually speaking, because I blocked. 8 to 9.30 p.m. every day, I wrote 1,500 500 to 2,000 words in the middle of a pandemic while taking care of my 14-month-old son full-time, <laughs> while running my business, while doing my coaching, speaking, I still did the writing. But as we all know, writing is just one aspect of it. Then you have to do editing, production, marketing, PR, and then finally, finally release my book mid-November of last year, and it became a bestseller on Amazon in the jobs and careers category, I hit rank five on the bestseller yeah. list, which is a really big deal. I'm super happy about that, but that's kind of the story of my book as well. And of course, uh, here here's another tip for people listening. Whenever you have these goals, you need something to motivate you. And that's the problem where why not a lot of people accomplish their goals. So for me to stay motivated and write this book, I actually joined a group of other entrepreneurs who were writing their own book. And then every week we used to meet and then make us make each other accountable for how, my, how many words we have written. Where are we going with the book? What's the strategy? What are you going to do in the next two weeks? So that constant motivation really, really helped. So if anyone wants to do audacious things, great things, make sure you have an accountability partner or somebody to actually motivate you because that's how you can actually uh, get stuff done. But yeah, so that's been the book. Um, and of course I can always talk about the reasons uh, like what would be covered in the book and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but that's kind of the story though.
0: Okay. And then uh, in terms of people looking to reach you and you know, check out your services, how do they find you?
1: So there are two uh, points of contact for me. One is my personal website, it is rajsubra.com, R-A-J-S-U-B-R-A.com. There you can find all my life's work and how I help people, right? Rajsubra.com, that's my personal website. In terms of uh, my book website, if you go to skyrocketyourcareer.com, again, skyrocketyourcareer.com, there you'll find more information about the book, How uh, wh- wh- what are the different chapters of the book, what do I cover, uh, I'm also giving away the first chapter for free because I know personally, personally that I love to know what the book is about before buying it. So you can download the first chapter for free from there as well. Uh, and I'm super active on LinkedIn, and that's the way you can get a hold of me. Uh, I literally live on LinkedIn. So if anyone wants uh, to wants any help with uh, career advancement, or you need some motivation in life, uh, or you want to help. And want help regarding leadership and leading teams uh yeah hit me up follow me on linkedin hit me up um, on linkedin message me and then i'll be more than glad to contact you but and talk to you so those are the things those are the ways in which you can get in touch with me
0: awesome raj thank you so much for sharing your story with us today thank you for joining us very inspiring story and absolutely i'm sure the listeners are going to check out your book your services and uh, you know, wish you the very best as you move forward in 2021. Before I let you go, one takeaway, anything that you'd like to share with the listeners that you think would help them on their journey as we get through this pandemic.
1: So quick two minutes would be just one key thing, and that's what is going to define 2021. It's about building your personal brand. Period. That's it you had to build your personal brand. Because this is the thing, over 30 million jobs have been already lost. And the odds are for any job you apply for, there are already thousands of other people applying for the same freaking job. So why, are, why is a company gonna choose you over the other people? And that's where your personal branding comes into picture. So it's not about just your degree. It's just not about your certifications but it's about all these things which makes up your personal brand, right? Uh, It's about uh, you writing, blogging, you attending conferences, you connecting with people on LinkedIn because LinkedIn is a great place where you can connect with different people. And then uh, yeah, the extra certifications and courses you take apart from your degree, your volunteering experiences, your internship experiences. So all of these things actually help to make up your personal brand. And uh, that one tip, if you want to succeed in 2021 is build your personal brand by continuously taking courses, continuously investing in yourself, uh, network with people, use LinkedIn uh, and reach out to people. And that's how you're gonna stand out from the crowd. So that is pretty much the one big advice I would give for your viewers and listeners as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much and I wish you the very best.
1: Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it.
0: Absolutely.